the last thing we were talking about was stealing of the lulav, we said that was no good, and then we saw a sugya where Rav Huna told Jewish merchants, when you're buying hadasim, don't be the one who cut it, let the goy cut it, because it's probably stolen land, and you don't want to be the one who's stealing, and we said, tying the hadasim with lulav na'aravot is not a change, it's not a change of action, you didn't do anything to it, in order to be to buy it, because it's a change that goes back to its original state, and we also said the fact that people call the Hadassah Hoshana, it's not a change in name either, because people always call Hadassim Hoshana even throughout the year, because that's what Hadassim are really known for. And with that, we are starting Lamed Aleph Amud Aleph, second line in where it says Tanur Abanan, and again we're going to be talking about stolen property in order to do mitzvot, especially sukkah now, Tanur Abanan. Sukkah gezula, if a sukkah was stolen with someone, or or a person just puts chach in area in Rashut Arabim, he's stealing from the public. And Amar of Nachman, Rav Nachman said, Machloket of Rabbi Le'ezer and Hachamim is b'shetel kefet haverov sukato, when you mamash Attack your friend, throw him out of his own sukkah, and use that sukkah. Very the Azer, the reason he's posted holds a person's night said with someone else's sukkah. And one way or another, e if Rebili Azer holds that the ground property can be stolen, then sukkah gezulai, then he stole the sukkah, and uh, okay, according to Rebili Azer, it's stolen, no good. And if you want to say that according to Rebila Ezer, property cannot be stolen, it's a borrowed sukkah. And one way or another, it shouldn't work. The Rabbanan who say it's kosher, they go according to their reason. A person can be with his friend sukkah, and they also hold the land cannot be stolen. And it's a borrowed sukkah, and there's no problem. You could be with the hova. But if someone stole trees and used them for schach, according to everyone, even Rabbi Ezra would agree that the gazlan is Yotzeh de Chova because he was koneh de schach. And he, the only thing that the owner or the guy who was stolen from can can ask for is for the money, not for the actual things that were stolen. And the Gemara right away asks, Mimai, who says that the Mahloket is talking about stolen land and if the sukkah that is borrowed is kasher or not? So the Gemara explains, because it says it's like Rishut Rabim. The same thing in Rishut Rabim, it's not your land. Sukkah that was stolen, Nami, you also have to say, it's not his land, and that's the reason it's Asur. And the grass says a story, and now we'll understand everything with the story. There was this elderly lady that the slaves of Reshkaluta they stole from her wood and they used it for schach in the Reshkaluta sukkah. She came in front of Rav Nachman and Amra, then she told him, Reshkaluta v'cholehura banan de Reshkaluta. Reshkaluta and all the rabbis of his yeshiva, besukah gezulah, where they're sitting in a stolen sukkah. And she yelled and screamed, and Rav Nachman didn't want to listen to her. And Amra le, and she told him, She said to him, A woman 
her father had 318 slaves. She was talking about Abraham Avinu, meaning I'm a Jewish woman. I'm yelling in front of you and you don't pay attention to me. And I'm mother of Nahman. And of Nahman said, really, she has nothing, uh, no claim. Why? She's just a yeller. She has no claim to the actual wood that they stole from her, but she does have a claim for at least the money that they used. And Amaravina, Hai Keshura Dimtalta, Abim Vesuka Digzula that was stolen. So someone stole a beam and left it in the sukkah, put it over there somewhere. Avdeda Rabanan Takanta Mishum Takanat Meresh. Hachamim made a takana for the gazlan, meaning that he should only have to pay for what he stole, not actually take off the wood and give it to the person, because of the takana of meresh. Of the meresh is the famous case of meresh gazul, where someone stole a beam, put it in his house. Now he wants to do teshuvah. We tell him just pay for it because if we tell him to take the entire beam off and I'll break down his house, the person won't want to do teshuvah. So same idea, if someone used this uh, wood for his sukkah, we're not going to say break down the sukkah, just give the money instead. So the Gemara now asks, Pshita, well obviously this beam has takanat shavim, meaning just pay the money and not return the actual beam. Maishana me'itzim, what's the difference between that beam and the regular wood that we talked about a second before that? So the Gemara explains, no there is a difference. I would have thought without Ravina, I would have thought me'itzim if I give the guy money, he could go buy any wood, that's not a problem. But this big huge beam that he stole and he put part of his sukkah, Maybe that's not something he could easily find. Maybe there's no Takanash Shavim, and you would have to take down that beam and actually give it. Kamash Malan, that Ravina comes to teach us that over here also you could just give the money because of Takanata Shavim. And again, this is only during the holiday, during the seven days of Sukkot, that because the Sukkah is considered your permanent home. But after the holiday, you got to give back that beam as is because there's no more takatashavim because it became a temporary home and a temporary home you could break down and give the guy his beam. And if he cemented that piece of wood in, even after seven days, I mean after the holiday, the, the thief has to give him money because of takatashavim. Now, let's go back to the halachot of lulav that we talked about in the Mishnah. Tana yavesh pasul. We learned that the dry lulav is pasul. And Rabbi Yehuda, Machshir Yehuda is okay with it. And Amarava, Machloket belulav. The Machloket that we have is Davka lulav. The Rabbanan Savrei, Makshina lulav the etrog. Rabbanan hold that lulav has to be like etrog. Ma etrog ba'ayadah, the same way etrog has to be beautiful. So same thing, the love also has to be beautiful. The review does savar, and review the held. No, the love does not have to be like the etrog. I never learned that hadar going on. Both of them think from my rabbis. But when it comes to etrog, everyone agrees it has to be hadar, it has to be beautiful. So the Gemara asks on Rabbi Hadar, and when it comes to love, Rabbi Yudah doesn't want the beautiful. We learned in our Mishnah, Rabbi Yudah Omer, Yagdenu Milmala, 
If the lulava was separated, just tie it from the top so you just could look straight. My tama, why do you need to tie it from the top? Love mishum de not isn't it because you need it to look beautiful? So when the lulava separated, we say tie it to make it look beautiful, but when it dried, you're saying it's okay and it doesn't have to be beautiful? The Gemara answers, no, that's not the reason. Rather, the reason is like the Brata explains, What does kapot mean? Kaput has to be tied. If it was separated, tie it up. Meaning he's not learning tying up a love because of hadar, rather because it says kapot. And kapot means to tie. So I'm going to ask again, Velo hadar. Wait a second, you tell me the view that doesn't want the love to be beautiful? You could only tie the love with its own kind. You have to take a leaf from the love and tie it with it. That's a view What's the reason? Love mishum hadar isn't because it needs to be beautiful. And the only way it could be beautiful is with a unified look. So if I use a piece from the love to tie it, it looks all the same. And that's the beauty. So the Gemara answer is, no, it's not the review that's reason. It has nothing to do with Hadar. Even if you tie the Lulav with the scruff that grows around the palm tree, even if you use the bark or the peel around the palm tree, it's still okay according to Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara asks, so if he doesn't hold this hadar and really you could use anything around the palm tree why do you say dafka mino it says according to the Behuda. so the Gemara explains the kasavar because he holds love tzarich eged love needs to be tied now and and if you bring another species to tie it with now you have five species in the the Arba Minim. It's now Hamisha Minim. And then you're adding to the mitzvot, Baltosif, and that's a problem. So, really, technically, everything would be okay as long as you tie it. But the problem is the Hamisha Minim business. So, therefore, use something from the Lulav to tie it. And the Gemara says, Wait a second, does Rabbi Uda really need Hadar, beauty, when it comes to Etrog? The four species of the Lulav, the same way we don't do three or two, we don't do less, we don't add. So, if you can't find Etrog, don't bring some sort of apple, and don't bring me anything like that. And here there's an interesting tosafot. What happens if you don't have a trog? Okay, don't bring the apple, don't bring the pomegranate. But if you have a not kosher etrog, you might be able to make a berachah on it. And although there's what to ask on his shita, he says, you, you should be able to use it bishat adahak. The Gemara continues, kemushin, if they're a little bit dry, then it's kesherin. Yeveshim, if they dry completely, pesulin, no good. Reviudahomer, af yeveshin, even if they're dry, it's their kasher. Ve'amar viudah, the ma'aseh bebnei kerachin. There was a story at one of the cities. There was a place where they didn't have palm trees. She'ayu morishin et lulevehen, the bnei benehem. They would hand over their lulavim to their grandchildren in inheritance because there wasn't. So they would just uh, keep it uh, long enough that would go on from generation to generation. 
and obviously it dried up, but obviously a dry one is kasher. So Amrullah, the rabbis told him, Mishamraya, that's your proof. And Sha'at the Hakraya, that's a situation where they couldn't find. You can't bring a proof from a situation where there is nothing else. And the Gemara ends off, Kataremi Hat, at the end of the day, it says, Rabbi Uda Omer, Afia Veshin Kesherin, even the dry ones are kasher. My love, I trog, isn't that also going on the trog, the dry trog is kasher? Gemara says, Lo. Davka alulav, lulav that was dry is kasher. They throw it something else. Now let's go back to something we learned. Amar mor kashem she'en pohatin meim kach en mosifin alehen. The same way we don't do less than four minim, we don't do more than four minim. Pshita obviously it is a mitzvah Torah baltosif. You're not allowed to add to the mitzvot. So the Gemara explains. Ma'odetema. I would have thought to il ve'amar view that lulav tzarich eged. Alulav needs to be tied. If I bring another species over there to Darba Minin, I would say, I would say that it stays separate from the love of the Simon Aravot. I would say these three are together and this other species is by itself. Kamash Malan. Even if you, you shook the Lulav without tying it, it's still Kasher and therefore you are over on Baltosif if you added a different species. So that's the Hidush of the Braita. So again, let's go back into the Braita. Amar Mor, Lo Matzai Trog, Lo Yaviu Rimon, Velo Parish, Velo Davarachir. If you didn't find a Trog, don't bring a pomegranate, apple, and nothing else. Pshito, obviously, it's not written in the Torah. So Gemara explains, Maybe you should bring something else. This way you don't forget the Etrog. So if I bring an apple this year, if I bring a pomegranate this year, maybe next year I'll remember, if there is a Etrogim, I'll do it. Come to teach me that sometimes a, a huge problem might come out of this. That Telemisrach this year will be an apple, next year a watermelon, and every year will be something else, and people will forget about Etrog. People will think whatever is more Hadar, they'll make up this is Hadar, that's Hadar, they'll make up different things. So now the Gemara is going to ask a question. Rabbah said that there's this din of Hadar when it comes to Etrog, even according to Rabbi Yehuda. And Tashema. It says etrog ayashan, etrog that dried up. It's old pasul verbiuda machshir. Verbiuda has machshirit. Tiufta deravat tiufta. Yeah, you're right. It's a question on rabah. Now, the Gemara asks a question. Velo hadar. Now, let's ask a question on verbiuda. Verbiuda, you don't need the etrog to be hadar. You don't need the, it to be beautiful. Ve'anan tenan. But didn't we say that yarok kati? If the etrog is green as a leek, verbi meir machshir verbiuda posel. Now, why is Rabbi Yudapo say love Mishum de Ba'ayadar? Isn't it because it needs to be beautiful? It needs to be yellow? The says, No, because the fruit didn't finish and it's not ready to be an etrog. But by the way, Tosfot mentions if you leave it in a box or if you leave it in water, something happens to it and it, turned, it could turn yellow, then it is kasher. Okay, Tashima, here's another question. Shi'ur etrog katan, Rabbi Meir Omerke, goes, Rabbi Yudapo says, Rabbi Meir says the etrog has to be at least the size of a walnut, Rabbi Yudah the size of an egg. Now, why does it have to be so big like an egg? Lav mishum de ba'ayadar, isn't it because Rabbi Yudah needs it to be beautiful? The Gemara says, no, mishum de lo gamar pera, because it didn't fully develop until it's the size of an egg. So, Tashema is another question. Ubagadol, the biggest etrog you could have, kedeshe yehozesh naim, the size that you could hold two of them in one hand, that's the very Rabbi Yehuda. 
even if it's so big you, you could carry one in two hands it's still kasher now my tama why according to Rabbi Uda, it's only kasher if you could hold a second one with it meaning it's not just one you need to, to be able to hold two meaning it can't be really really big now what's Rabbi Uda's reason isn't it because he needs beautiful says Since Rava said the love has to be in your right hand, the trog has to be in your left hand. Sometimes you get mixed up and sometimes you'll mix them up and they'll give the trog to the right hand, the love to the left hand, and you're gonna to try to switch them in the meantime. And all of a sudden the trog will drop, something will get scratched because you can't carry everything in one hand. That's why Rabbi Yehuda wanted it to be a little bit smaller. This way you'd be able to hold the two etrogim in one hand. This way, if anything happens, you could just switch it. Okay, Okay. so if he doesn't need hadar, then why does it say the word hadar? So the Gemara explains, It has to be a fruit that could stay on the entire year. What is that? Obviously, it's the etrog because sometimes etrogim could last the entire year, and already next year's group is already growing. Now let's go back to the Mishnah. If it's a lulav of an asherah, tree, or a city that was, uh, did avodazara and supposed to be burnt down, the Gemara asks a question. You're telling me that an asherah is pasul even with the avad. If I use it, it's no good. Rabbi said, let's say they use it as a broom or something like that, or you're supposed to shake it in front of the Avodah Zarah. You're not allowed to use it for Lulav the Mitzvah, but if you did, it's okay. You're not having any benefit from it. You're doing a Mitzvah, it's for Hashem. So the Chorah it's Kasher. So on one hand, our Mishnah says it's Pasul. Over here, Rabbi Salam it's Kasher. So the explains, de Moshe Askinan. When Amishnah says it's pasul completely, that's talking about from the times of Moshe when they came up from Eretz Israel and there's a mitzvah to burn down all the Avodah Zarah trees. So it's as if it's not there. It's like the shi'ur of it was cut down, burnt down. It's as if it didn't exist. And dekana, I mean, you could be medayakar from the Mishnah, dekatane dumiya di'irani dahat. It said, asheran irani dahat. The same way, irani dahat, it's as if it's not there because it's supposed to be burnt down. Same thing, this asherah, we're talking about a situation where it's supposed to be burnt down. Shma'amina. Now, there's a very interesting Tosfot starts over here at the bottom of Lamed Aleph Amud Bet, and it goes deep into Lamed Bet Amud Aleph. And over there, Tosfot explains the difference between an Asherah of Moshe, which in reality even take a B'di'avad, to Lulava Avodah tree, that B'di'avad would work. And the difference is, by Moshe Rabbeinu, the Asherot, the Avodah trees were of Israel, and Israel cannot be mevatel, he cannot cancel out his Avodah forever. And that's why... It's never okay, meaning that Asherah would never be able to use for, for Lulav. However, when Rava was Makhshib Diyavah, that's talking about an Avodah of a Goy. And a Goy could cancel out his Avodah Let's say he did Teshuvah, he doesn't want to do Avodah anymore. So Rava holds, you could use that Asherah Diyavad even before he canceled it. That's the first Perush in Tosfot. The second one is, according to Rabbi Nutam, 
that you're not Yotzeh the Chova, even the Avad, whether it belongs to a Jew or a, or a Goy, that's before he cancels it. But after he cancels it, when Rava was Matir, that was Dafka Goy's, and that was Afka after he cancels it. And Rabbein Utama holds something very interesting that Ayatsem, when you cut that Lulav off the tree, that's the Bitul of Avda Avodazara. And number three, even uh, an Asherah of Israel, there's still there's a difference. If you planted it originally for Avodazara, and then it's never good, or if you originally planted it because you just liked the palm tree and then you turned it into an Avodazara, then it's, uh, it's not Asur Behana'a. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.